Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 125 of the podcast for July 28th, 2011. My guest today is Mike George. He's probably best known as founder of the George Group consulting firm that was eventually acquired by Accenture, and he's known for his books with Lean Six Sigma as a methodology. Well, he's now the founder of a nonprofit organization called Strong American Now. You can find more information at www.strongamericannow.com. Um, and he's working to get uh, politicians um, not just supporting Lean Six Sigma, but actually getting them directly involved. So he has a, a pledge. He's having candidates sign saying that they will take training, that they will do a project, um, trying to get leadership from the top in terms of quality and cost improvement in government. Um, so if you want to find more links about this, you can go to leanblog.org slash 125. And for all past episodes of the podcast, you can go to leanpodcast.org. Thanks for listening. Well, again, our guest today is Mike George. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Mark. Now, you're uh, well-known, Mike, for founding the George Group and, and for your work with Lean and Six Sigma. But I was wondering if you, know, if you can introduce yourself um, for the listeners and, and share um, some of your professional background for us. Sure. Well, it all got started in 1986 when I sold my other company, uh, International Power Machines, to Rolls-Royce. I've been fascinated by the uh, uh, success of Toyota in uh, and defeating General Motors, who I'd always respected and many people my age had. And so I, I traveled to Toyota and studied the Toyota production system and understood then the, the power of the process view and lean and came back to America and started the George Group. And uh, then we we realized later on that Six Sigma had the management infrastructure definition of black belts and management engagement that Lean really didn't address explicitly. And so we, we joined the two in 2000 and uh, started working with Caterpillar and Xerox, other companies that were troubled but had real opportunities. And, of course, you know, both those companies have done quite well since. Uh, and then, of course, the Army and Navy heard about that work and uh, we were uh, asked us to be prime contractors uh, to help them with waste reduction. So that, in a, in a summary, uh, is the last 25 years of how I've spent my life. And so did the work with, um, before we talk, and we're going to talk primarily about the Strong America Now initiative, but um, before we transition to that, you, you mentioned work with um, the military. Can, can you talk a little bit about um, about that, the application of Lean Six Sigma in you know to manufacturing listeners or even to healthcare listeners might seem like sort of a surprising um, area to apply lean and six sigma. Can you talk a little bit about um, some of the history of that work? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the history of why did lean grow up in manufacturing in the first place? There's really only one reason, and that's because in manufacturing people have numbers, they have data. If you uh, go up to any machine operator. Uh, and say how many how many parts per hour will that machine put out? They can they can answer if you say well how many of these items have you got in inventory and uh, work in process right now? The answer is available on an MRP system. None of that data was available in transactional or healthcare applications. And once we applied data to it, we actually found the waste there was far greater than in manufacturing. And so um, it's the old story that the drunk that looks for his watch under the lamppost. Uh, 
so we so so that's the answer, and we really found. Uh, uh, well, look, if you look in the manufacturing process at Caterpillar, for example, you might find 10% waste in, in the process. That's a big deal mm-hmm. to, to work on. In government, we always find more than 25% waste. It's very target-rich. The returns of black belts are two to three times greater than they are in mm-hmm. industry. Because there's so much waste as a start. So much more waste, yes. Now, um, just one one other question, I guess, um, about... Oh, and the same is true in healthcare more. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Yeah, um, why there's so much opportunity uh, to, to make improvement in all these areas. Um, but one of the questions is on military standpoint. How do they, when they start looking at numbers and data, how, how did they start framing the problem in terms of what data to collect or what measures they were trying to um, to impact? Is this a matter of, of cost or, or military readiness or a combination of factors? Well, it's the same uh, process that's used in, in, in Lean Six Sigma in manufacturing operations. The first thing you capture is the voice of the customer. You capture data. Uh, the, the defined state of uh, the demand process, the defined state is to capture the voice of the customer. What do they expect and what do they want? And uh, then you march back through the process and look for costs that don't are not related to that customer need and you eliminate those because they're defined as waste and maybe a specific example would be helpful would you like me to give you one yeah sure okay well Vern Clark and then Secretary of the Navy Gordon England decided they had a big cost problem in the Navy and one of them was in naval aviation the cost of naval aviation kept going up every year but the number of carriers is constant the number of aircraft aboard carriers is constant the number of pilots is constant and so they, they determined that uh the number of takeoffs and landings being practiced per month was increasing relentlessly. So what does the customer want? Well, who is the customer? The customer, in the case of, the, of uh, naval aviation, is the fleet. Hmm. And the fleet had defined a metric for combat readiness when that was compared to the actual in terms of takeoffs and landings. It was found that 80% of the squadrons were flying way over the number. And by simply restricting them to the definition of combat readiness, that contributed to $169 million per year of savings mm. at the stroke of a pen. Now, I can give you more examples, but uh, it, it, you use the same methods of capturing the voice of the customer, going through the define, measure, analyze, improve, control phase. Um, but it all starts with what does the customer want. And in many cases, in government, you can't even find anybody that uses the output, so you can completely eliminate the process. Okay, and you know I appreciate you sharing that example. And and for listeners, um, if you want to go and go to the strongamericanow.com website, there's what it looks like about 25 different case studies ranging from the military to NASA and other um, governmental applications of Lean Six Sigma. So maybe this is the point where we transition and um, ask you, Mike, about um, the Strong America Now initiative, what that is, and and how you got started with that. Yeah, let me make another point. There's actually 50 case studies on the website, five of which are medical. And, and Mark, could I give you one more example before we <laughs> sure. transition? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we had the Strong America Now uh, June 18th summit meeting in Des Moines, uh, which will be on our website very shortly. But bottom line is that uh, Karen Rago of Stanford University Hospital gave an example of applying Lean Six Sigma to the cardiac bypass graft surgery, the so-called cabbage surgery. Mm-hmm. And they found that 40% of the cost was waste. When they eliminated that 40% waste from cardiac bypass surgery, the mortality rates fell by 48%. Mm -hmm. That's an output I think that all people worried about Medicare 
would it would appreciate. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of studies to see if we cut the waste out of Medicare, could we keep the system intact uh, without you know uh, making massive cuts to it? Let's get the waste out of it first. So that was it. What was your other question, Mark? Well, so I mean that that sort of maybe ties into now the motivation behind the Strong America Now initiative, looking at the sure. opportunity to. You know, help keep the government and uh, Medicare and, and programs like this solvent or to just drive general improvement in, in government operations, government efficiency and effectiveness. So t- tell us, um, you know, what, what sure. Strong America Now initiative is and how and why. Yeah, the Strong part. America Now initiative, uh, uh, basically, if you look at the uh, deficit reduction plans of the uh, either party, you have the either the deficit commission plan, which the president commissioned, or the Paul Ryan plan, they both end up with $400 billion of deficit per year. So that means the debt continues going on. That's no solution at all. And David Stockman, the former OMG, OMB director of President Reagan, said that both parties are delusional, thinking this is a, a long-term problem they can solve in 30 years. He says we're going to have a crisis in three years. So given that input, we estimated, based on our experience with the Army and Naval Aviation and uh, many other uh, governmental operations, that 25% of all federal spending is waste. You can keep the benefit and just get rid of the waste. That would cut $500 billion per year out, which would means we'd be generating surpluses, and you could do it by 2017 based on all the data we have. So the, the whole purpose of Strong America now is to eliminate the deficit by 2017 with no new taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, do you run into, let's say, a situation where, you know, when – when we're talking about waste, we may be, you know, thinking in terms of, you know, a very specific lean Six Sigma definition of, you know, activity that doesn't add value um, to customers. A lot of times, it seems like in the in the political realm, people talk about waste. You know, that means uh, that become that that's a, a partisan issue of like, you know, if I'm on one party, the other party's programs are waste and minor value. But you're, yeah. You know, that, how, do, how does that enter into the discussion here? As we, completely stay, we completely stay out of that. I mean, one of the things you'll find is some people will say, okay, the Department of Education is all waste, so it ought to be eliminated. We stay out of that debate. Here's what we say. Whatever the Department of Education is doing, we can continue doing it for 25% less cost. Let's do that. Waste has no constituency in Congress. Mm-hmm. Neither Democrat nor Republican is going to argue about uh, getting rid of the waste in the Department of Education or the Department of Energy or the Department of Defense. So what we say is we can all come together as Americans. And I'm very proud to tell you, Strong America now has nearly 20,000 members in Iowa alone, and we have many Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, pro-choice, pro-gold, uh, pro-life, uh, anti-Fed, you name it, we've got them all. And so I'm just telling you, waste reduction uh, has a very broad constituency. Yeah. And that's why it's politically possible to get this thing done. Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like it should be a nonpartisan issue. Um, but you, see, you mentioned you know, uh, members from both parties. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit more about the event you had uh, in Iowa. And, and maybe this was just a function because it's, uh, you know, there's competition in the Republican presidential field, you know, of course, with the uh, incumbent. Um, Democrat in the White House, it, it, where, where the, so that you had um, maybe tell the listeners about the Republican candidates that you had um, appearing yeah. and speaking, and and um, you know what what some of the structure um, and outcome of that event was. Well, first of all, let me say we invited President Obama to come to the meeting. He, mm-hmm. he couldn't come, but uh, we are going to continue pursuing him, and we have uh, mutual friends in Congress 
that are going to continue pursuing him to take Lean Six Sigma training so that if he is reelected, he will know how to eliminate the deficit by 2017, should he so choose to do so. Uh, on the Republican side, we've had uh, six candidates already sign the pledge. We have uh, more expected, and the pledge is that they will uh, take Lean Six, they will take uh, a minimum of 10 hours of Lean Six Sigma training. They will do a project, a waste reduction project, just like Admiral Mullen did. And once they do that, they'll understand how it really works and catch fire. And, um, for example, one candidate, Newt Gingrich, said, I'll not only pledge to do this, he said, I will pledge that if I'm elected, every member of my administration will go through Lean Six Sigma training. Every cabinet officer will have a goal for cost reduction to eliminate the deficit by 2017. So we're getting some traction. I realize Newt may not uh, uh, become the president, but the, the fact that he's a pretty well-known policy guy uh, indicates there's some, you know, some intellectual strength to our process. Sure, and and I've blogged about uh, about this before, having a chance to meet uh, Newt Gingrich and, and and talk to him about Lean and see him present. I mean, he's he's quite knowledgeable. Um, I mean, he went through. I mean, he may have bored half the audience to death, but I uh, find it really interesting. He was talking about Henry Ford and Numi and Lean and uh, Dr. Deming, and he certainly knows all of this in a, in a, in a fairly in-depth way. What, what's the, the reaction that you get from other candidates? Are you having to do a lot of really basic education with them about Lean and Six Sigma and help them see, you know, something that, that, you know, Lean thinkers and Lean Six Sigma people might just intuitively agree that, yes, there's bound to be waste in any process and we can reduce cost and improve quality. Um, you know, how, how, how does that go, introducing just some of those basic ideas to um, to other political yeah, well, figures? I think they all share Newt's uh, position in varying degrees of strength or understanding and comprehension, but here's the issue. You remember Anatole France's uh, comment? He said, uh, education creates understanding, but only practice creates belief. Mm -hmm. And I think most of your Lean Six Sigma practitioners out there will agree that uh, what we found in industry was if we could get the CEO to go into two days of training, do a project, actually see the waste in their own systems, uh, we had a, more than an 80% success rate in getting Lean Six Sigma to make substantial financial improvements to their company in its competitive position. Mm -hmm. Caterpillar and Xerox, ITT, Alcan, uh, Eli Lilly being examples of that. We had others in which we couldn't get the CEO on board to take the training. One large chemical company in Cleveland had spent $4 million with the George Group, very happy with our performance. We accomplished nothing. You can't see in their financial performance any improvement. So uh, uh, we, we, we are, the pledge requires the uh, candidate who signs the pledge to actually take training between their uh, election and their inauguration and actually do a project. And so that is the key issue. Uh, words don't mean anything in this business at all. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's all very nice for people to say they're excited and interested, but let's just see, who, you know, who takes the training, who signs the pledge, and who does not. Without that kind of information, you know, uh, it's all just eyewash. Sure. So um, maybe kind of a, a final point here, and, and again, people can – Learn more. Um, the website is strongamericanow.com. But um, speaking of action, Mike, um, you know, if listeners, um, you know, have their interest peaked here, the idea of um, you know, uh, getting involved in, in spreading and sharing Lean Six Sigma with those in the political world, how, how can they 
help out? How can they get involved? How can they get involved in, in a formal way with your um, nonprofit organization? Yes. Well, I'd like to visit our website, which is www.strongamericanow.com. They can join Strong America Now, and they can sign their own pledge saying they will only support those candidates in 2017 who uh, will agree to eliminate the deficit uh, you know, by 2017, so in the 2012 election. Right. Uh, if they'll do that, and there's a wealth of information, uh, your listeners are very knowledgeable about Lean and Six Sigma, and so uh, they will obviously get this a lot faster than most people will. Well, great. Um, well, Mike, it's a pleasure to talk to you. You know, when I first um, you know stumbled across uh, that this um, you had the, uh, this initiative in place, um, really kind of piqued my interest, and um, it's, it's something I've enjoyed kind of reading about and researching here through the website. And um, certainly a pleasure to be able to talk to you um, about this live today. So I appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Mark. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.